Hello. Hello, sir. Welcome. Tonight we're going to talk about. Tonight we're going to talk about avoid why avoid adversity. Adversity comes in different forms: race, sexual orientation, finance. Although it's inevitable that we have our share throughout life, in order to grow from it, we must first go through it. It was said by Dr. King, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So don't avoid the raindrops. Go through the storm. And when you make it on the other side, enjoy the flowers. It takes true strength to go through it, not to avoid it. Just remember, adversity is not your adversary. It's your promissory. After you pass the test, then comes the promotion. Let's get right into it. Ms. Quick, welcome. Good evening. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. You're going to have to give me a few minutes to, to ponder on the subject, please. Go ahead. I got my my brother Perry on the line. Welcome. Okay. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Quick. Hey, What's going how on, are you? How are you? I'm all right. We also have the big bookworm with us. Good evening. Good evening. If I so may. why we avoid adversity? Yes, you may. Go ahead and get started. <clears throat> um, because it seems like it's the easier thing to do. Um, we want the easy way out. Uh, you could be cutting yourself, cutting off your blessings. And is it adversity, or is it a training ground to prepare you for something greater? Sometimes you can start out on what seems like just a simple journey. And uh, so the road gets rough, but it doesn't mean uh, turn around and go back. It's best to go on through mm-hmm. and hold on and pray and just continuously ask him for strength and know that he is with you and that there are comforters along the way. Many times we judge the messenger and we don't get the message. Adversity is here to make us stronger if we desire to be. Okay. I can agree with that. Since the last time I spoke since the last show. I mentioned that um, I was on Greyhound. I was taking a simple trip to go pick up uh, my personal vehicle out of Arkansas. I rode uh, the uh, man's transit system uh, from a child, uh, even from the age of 14, um, out of my home state. 
And uh, but unfortunately, there have been some changes due to government regulations that are causing some stumbling blocks. But um, I'm very grateful to see that the organization is is doing everything they can to stand up in the paint, uh, in spite of the adversity that they're going through. They're still trying to provide excellent customer service, and I'm ever so grateful. Um, I remember hearing about the organization from a child, and it was uh, very well spoken. Uh, and we have to be patient as we see organizations or this world go through some adversities and just believe it will get better and hold on to the most high unchanging hand and um, look for the good even during the storm and uh, look to the most high and know that um, uh, he will send you messengers. We, we need to be very careful. We, we uh, may actually encounter angels mm-hmm. um, in, in, in physical form like us um, that will bless us and protect us. Um, so, uh, as the saying goes, what doesn't break you makes you stronger. What doesn't break you makes you. So we just have to keep looking for those pearls of wisdom. Um, a, a book I'd like to mention, I wish I knew who the author was. I do apologize. I should have done a little research, but it's a very popular book. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? Who Moved My Cheese? This is most definitely going on in the United States in epic proportions. Get ready. Get ready. Be sure to have that armor of protection ready at at all times because you just never know when you may walk through a door and it may physically appear, it may with your eye appear to be a normal environment, but you may actually step into another universe, and you have to be prepared. And being prepared sometimes simply means being on your best behavior, being polite, being respectful. You may uh, be going through a very troublesome time and feel some very strong emotions, but it, there is no need to use profanity. Um, I, I'm very grateful to my uh, uncle uh, teaching me at a very young age, think before you speak. Because in this walk we represent, we represent the Most High God, and we need to be ready at all times. And I'm I'm, I'm very grateful because this journey was a bit frustrating. I was feeling very, very overwhelmed. And uh, but um, I have to, you know, give praise to the Most High God. Many times we become frustrated because we think He doesn't come when we want Him to. But many of you may have heard the elders say He's always right on time. He has His own time. He's already worked it out. We didn't even know that the adversity was on its way. But He's our. Not only is the adversity coming but he's also giving you refuge if you just be patient, if we'll, if we'll just be still, 
if we'll just go into our prayer closet. And sometimes it's not, uh, it may not be a physical closet. The, you may have to get into your prayer closet in the in, in, in the boardroom, in the lunchroom, on the, on the production line. Hmm. And I'm 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 very grateful to uh be here and, and say uh the mass transit company that I'm taking this trip on, um it was getting kinda rough but they you know, I thank God for those that stepped in and said, Okay, this has been a uh, a loyal patron. We need to be loyal to the patron and provide them with some refuge. Uh after spending one night sitting uh, uh in the station in Nashville and another night in Memphis. And I'm, I'm grateful to the Most High today. I was blessed to sleep in the hotel room tonight because I was I was very disappointed. But again, it was just adversity. The organization is going through some changes. They're trying to meet some requirements in order for them to stay in business. So we have to be supportive to them as well. Absolutely. You never want to run away from. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. You never want to abandon anybody in their time of need, especially um, if you consider yourself loyal. So it really doesn't matter if it's a, a company or if it's a person. If you're loyal, you're loyal. That's your characteristic That's my take So I applaud that And I'm sure you were Happy with the results of your Loyalty So my brother Perry What you got for me Well I'm talking You know about adversity I mean it's just a you know, you, you could marginalize and say it's it's a fact of life, but you know, and, and there are quotes about it. But you know, the thing about adversity is, you know, a lot of it can be self-inflicted. It it, it could be something that self-inflicted. It could be something that's uh, pressed upon us by outside forces, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just a series of adjustments, really. And as, as you alluded to earlier, it's going to reveal two things. It, 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 you know, what you're made of, what you're not made of. And then once you come through it, or if you are unsuccessful in the first attempt, then you have to, um, adversity is going to re- reveal those, those, those intimate personal things that you were running from. Um, you know, I always had, uh, I had coaches that would always say, you know, it, about being a champion. It's not, it, it can't come out of you if it was never in you. And so the thing about adversity is it forces us to take a deep, hard, long, serious look at ourselves. And like either I measured up or I fell short. And then you have to acknowledge that I'm not the person that I thought I was or that I'd made out uh, to be in my mind. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a series of, of adjustments at that point. Well, then what are you going to do? Okay, so you, you fail. Now what are you going to do? You're going to give up because if you give up once, then you're going to give up obviously every time when you are met 
in an adverse situation. You know, or you're going to rise to or rise to the occasion. Like, you know what? I didn't know I had that in myself. I'm, I can take on the next challenge. And over the course, you know, of of one's life, you're going to have those those uh, those challenges. Some you'll meet uh, head on. Some you'll have to go back to the drawing board. So that that's just kind of how I look at it. Um, it's it's an it's a necessary evil um, because things are going well. You're lit. You're living life in, in a way that you feel is pleasing to whomever you're living that life for, and then you're not bothering anybody. You're you're, you're being that 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 warm, inviting, welcoming spirit. You're in uh, to use an analogy. Uh, you're, you're letting people, others see the God in you. And when adversity hits you or an adverse, unfortunate situation happens, we all have a tendency to, to ask that question, why me? You know, I was minding my own business, and I was doing what I was supposed to. I was doing as I was instructed. I was living a life, you know, uh, on, on this path, and now why, do you, why does this situation have to, to come up and and, and and challenge me. Things are good, and I'm I'm helping others. And it, it's just one of those things we can never pinpoint and and call when it's our time to have to deal with the situation. But but that's also a part of life. You know, I, I lump adversity in with karma. It, they're all aspects and facets of life. And it's, it it's gonna yeah. Go ahead. I I don't really want to. Want to lump it in with karma? I mean, to some, it could just be the test. I look at adversity as just simply a test. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You fail, you get promoted. You go on to the next level. If you if you fail, well, you mean, like you need to go back for a, a refresher. You know what I mean? And you're going to keep going through the same thing until you pass it. So that's just God's way of testing you to see if you're ready for. It's the next level. Right. I guess it's like the old saying, and uh, the difference between life and school is in school you get the lesson, then you get the test, and life you get the test, then you get the lesson. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, I get the test and I get the promotion. Right. I've had ample opportunities. I've had ample lessons along the way. I saw it. Well, I see it in other people. I've seen it in other people, and now it's my turn. So, am I gonna 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 go left and screw up like I would normally do? Am I gonna go right and do like God wants me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, some people may call it deja vu. Oftentimes, we've been here before and we screwed up, and if everything is right before us, like in HD. <laughs> so. Some of us don't recognize it for what it is and end up doing what we would normally do and go right back in the same situation again. So I just look at it as a test. I mean, I, I actually, I need all, I welcome the test. For that reason, I'm sorry, I have, for that reason, because I know it's just a test. I know God is testing me. I know the enemy doesn't have the authority to, to really step me if I got dominion. 
So I know it's all God's doing. That's just how I think. I think when you're faced with adversity, um, it could do one or two things. Um, it can do one, make you better, or two, make you bitter. Um, so with 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 that, um, it almost just makes me wonder for those who run from adversity or who turn away from adversity, um, or are they turning away because they, they were bitter when, you know, the previous situation came up? Why would someone turn away from adversity, I guess? I'd say fear and self-doubt, Monica. There you go. There you go. Fear and self-doubt? Fear or self-doubt. Okay. And I'd say 90% of the time it's going to come out of fear. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. adversity is taking you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. At least that, that's my personal opinion. What, what about you? What, what, do you? what do you think? Well, if you're going to step out of your comfort zone, that's definitely an increase because you and your comfort zone will keep you stagnant to where you are. But if God is trying to promote you to another level of, of increase or another place, a position of increase, you can't be comfortable where you're at when you're lacking, if that makes sense. I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. Miss Quick, go ahead. Um, I believe he asked you. I just just jumped right in. You know, my manner is, is, is not intact today. It's okay. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. I believe he asked, what was your take on that as far as it being uh, fear and self-doubt? Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so, and, and we were talking about comfort zone. Okay. So, when I think that it is when you step out of your comfort zone, you thrive. Um, and when you step out of your comfort zone, you you begin to see what you're made of. You... I don't think that people ever really find out who they really are staying within their comfort zone. Because if you never have a challenge, then how do you know what you're capable of? And if you don't step out there and you don't fail, how do you know how to succeed? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things to where, for me, my opinion is when you – or faced with adversity, which can be discomforting and making you step out of your comfort zone, um, do it. It, it. There's in in adversity. There's only a lesson to be learned. Um, and if you're not, you know, if you don't want to learn, then you know, I guess, I guess, don't. But for me. I always take opportunities to learn something new every day, and we teach our children that. So, you know that that's going to cause you to be uncomfortable.
there's not there's not I don't know, Pastor's on the line, so maybe he can give you some 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 insight. But once again, it's it's your it's your outlook. If you're a negative person, you're gonna see adversity as a negative thing. If you're if you're a positive person or, or even a faithful person, you know, you're gonna see adversity as this this test. Like I said, this is just a challenge. This is a test for me to get this promotion to go to this next level. So I got to go through this. And truthfully, this is the, the, the test of my strength. You know, am I going to go through it and, and fight and be strong, or am I going to cower and show my weakness and, and avoid it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so welcome to the line. Give me some insight on that. Well, from what I'm hearing, you guys are talking about um, adversity. I don't know what direction you're going in or whatever, but uh, to be honest with you, nobody in, in their right mind says it initially, but when it's all said and done, I know I'm the one of the first one to say, thank God for adversity. Um, it's, what make, it's what makes me, helps to make me who I am. Um or whatever adversity is not um, not fun. It don't feel good, but the Bible says something funny. You know, um, God does not keep us from adversity. I wish He would, but He don't. He allows us to go through it, and um, there's a reason for it. And when He allows us to go through it, or whatever, uh, in its own way, it strengthens us. So the Bible says it rains on the just. As well as the unjust And so when things start to go Awry in our lives You know we look for a reason why But truth be told You know sometimes God Wants us to encounter Adversity because it strengthens us It teaches us It prepares us It it it, it I mean it's almost like You're taking college courses it, It's almost like you're taking some type of correspondence course so that you can become an expert in a certain area um, in order to benefit, you know, countless people. I mean, and without diversity, what are you going to tell me? What are you going to tell me? I mean, if your knees ain't scarred up, I ain't asking you to pray for me. I'm sorry. You know, I need somebody, you know, that's going through something, through the fire and through the flood. So adversity is just that. And, 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 you know, there's so much, man. I'm not going to hog this line tonight, but there is so much, spiritually speaking, that the Bible says uh, about adversity. And um, one of the ones um, that I love more than anything, um, it says in Proverbs chapter 24, I believe it is, if you faint in a day of adversity, your strength is going to be small. I love that scripture, man. I hate it and love it at the same time. So if you faint, if you quit, if you give up, if you complain, if you, you know, just, just quit in the middle of adversity, your strength is going to be small. You'll have strength, but you won't have the strength that you need to go through life. And so adversity is a friend. Adversity is a, a, a much-needed friend that will push you to your very limits and get everything out of you that God placed in you. To me, that's what adversity is. 
thank you, God. I told him that at first he was not the adversary. It's the promise of you. They don't want to hear me, though. You broke up. You broke up on me. I heard something about they don't want to hear. That's all I heard. That adversity is not their adversary. The well, you know, we tie those words together: adversity and adversary. You know that that's, that's not. They're not. That's that's not necessarily a common word. You know, adversity is. Uh, we need to define those two words, man, but they're, they're, they're totally different. Uh, I know. Adversary, adversity is not your adversary. Adversity is, is necessary for you to, to maneuver in, a, in the right direction. Your adversary was moving against you. <laughs> that's your opponent. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's your so opponent. Saying, that's, adversity that's... is not your adversary. It's your promissory. <laughs> Again, I think that's why so many people fight against. Listen, I don't mind anybody fighting the 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 adversary. The Bible speaks of your adversary, the devil. That means that's your um, uh, excuse me, your 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 enemy. But adversity is whenever things are working negative against you, and all adversity does not come from the enemy. All adversity doesn't come from the adversary. There's some adversity that comes from just life itself. I mean, that's just the way that it it works. You gotta, you know, in life, you gotta. One of the, one of the keys in life is you gotta learn how. You gotta go back in order to move forward. It's like putting a bow and arrow. You, if you just, you know, put the bow in there and let go, it's gonna fall at your feet. But if you pull back till your arms start shaking. You can launch that thing countless feet, you know. But but what happens is that's 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 adversity working against you. That's you know, but it's not doing it to harm you, it's doing it to actually give you the strength, you know, to go farther and to do more. So I see why anybody would confuse the two, but the adversary is trying to stop you. The adversity is what God uses to grow you. Right. Because wow. he uses he uses the adversity to promote you. Like you gotta go through something. You gotta go through it in order to get strong. You don't get strong by avoiding it. Nope. Now, now, again, let's 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 put it in the proper context. Now, the, the adversity that comes, the adversity that comes from the adversary, the adversity comes from the enemy. Now, that's a whole other level of uh, adversity, right there. You don't welcome that because that's trying to kill you. But there's there's some adversity that God allows in your life, and you got to be able to understand that. Okay, if I run up against some misfortune, if some things hit me. And I'm praying, and God does not move that thing. And more than likely, that's just some adversity that I need to, uh, you know, go through. The Bible says, "Let the wheat and the tare grow together." You got to be careful, man, uh, because a lot of times we will damage other parts of our life trying to avoid 
what God is sending to help it grow. I mean, nothing wrong with a little rain hitting the plant, nothing wrong with a little wind blowing across the plant, but without the dirt that the plant is in, it's not going to grow. And the dirt is that uh, adversity. It's like, why I got to be in this? You know, you don't want, if you need guys to know anything about farming, you know, you want the fruit, you want the, you know, the vegetable, you want the tomato, you want the corn and all of that. But where I come from, I can tell you how it grows. It it it, it is it's in the ground. There's dirt down there. Sometimes there's manure mixed with it. But it grows. It grows, and 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 you're getting it. And and I'm sure that you know somebody. If I t- if I took up all the dirt and everything that the corn had to go through to go on your plate, you wouldn't want it. But you want the end product. And that's what God is doing. He said, "I might allow a little dirt in your life. I'm going to allow a little misfortune in your life." I'm going to allow just a little bit of trouble, a little bit of difficulty, some hardship. I'm going to allow that in your life, and I'm doing it so that I can get the full potential out of you and so that you'll grow, so that you'll mature, so that you can be a blessing to somebody else, so I can place you on somebody else's plate and help their life to become all it's supposed to become. And that's why the Lord said, in this life, in this life, there will be tribulation. There will be Adversity that there has to be, not just from the enemy, but some of them are going to come from, going to be allowed by God Himself, going to be allowed by God Himself. So okay. I'm done for the night. No, you're not, because I ain't even yeah. gonna let you off that. <laughs> no, I, pr- now, I promise you, I'm done, brother. Now, adversity, by definition, difficulties, right? Adversary is um, one's opponent in the contest. So what I'm okay. what I'm what I'm saying is, you gotta welcome, you gotta go through these difficulties in order to get their promotion. You gotta be tested. You gotta pass the test. You gotta be tested. If you're gonna pass the test, you gotta be tested. If you're gonna be promoted, period. That's all I'm saying. Well, there's never promotion without um, a test. Without a you, you you can't go, uh, you know, for the state that I live in, uh, they have urine testing. And you may have come to class all year done fairly well, you know, but if you don't pass that exit exam, then you're not going to be allowed to graduate. This is all there is to it, you know, and it's stuff that you should have learned along the way. Uh, but that's just the way it is. All the tests lead to uh, promotion. And uh, I don't know of anybody that likes tests, but as children of God, we should embrace them and understand that I'm going through this, and uh, once I come out the other side of this, God's going to get the glory, and I'm going to get the, the benefit and the promotion because that's what it no, – no person – you know, even if you're not a child of God, let's just put it like nobody should stay at the same level forever. I mean, come on, man. I mean, the love that I have for my wife, you know, if it's still the same love that we had when we got married, I'm not saying it can't keep us, but come on, man. Shouldn't that thing grow? I mean, my relationship with Quick, with quick uh, you know, it was one thing several years ago, but it's increased now because, you know what, uh, we've uh, – allowed it to be developed. And it wasn't all developed with just 
smiles and laughter. Guess what? Some of it was adversity that he went through. Some of it was adversity that I went through. And But because of that, that strengthened our bond, and it caused us to grow. And that growth allowed, you know, this ministry to be birthed where we can come and share, you know, whatever with the people. Not that we're better off, but that we're willing to share our adversity. We're willing to share what we've learned or what we see or what we feel or what God lays on our heart. So adversity is, 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 is amazing. It it really is. But I do see how folk can get it uh, mixed up. You know, you always want to tie adversity to the adversary, and that's not always the case. All adversity does not come from the enemy. Some adversity comes from God. Some adversity comes from bad decisions. Some adversity comes from um, a lack of decision. You know, uh, some adversity comes from bad friendships and relationships. You know, uh, that's just all there is to it. So, uh, but again, the Bible does say in this life there will be tribulation. There will be tribulation. You cannot avoid tribulation. There's going to be some adversity in your life. My brother Perry, what you got to say about this? Sorry about that. No, I I don't disagree with with anything that's been said. I'm 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 just listening for that, you know, for that one trigger that you know. But no, I I I don't want to just you know uh, belabor the point. But no, I I don't I have I don't I haven't heard anything that I that I disagree with to be perfectly honest. Man, this, this is a conversation, man. You jump in and any other time, don't stop. Jumping in now. No, like I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm everything that's been expressed are thoughts that I've had that that I would express myself, and you know, I, I don't want to be the uh, the belabor the point. I I, I just I, I agree with what I'm hearing. I, I don't have anything new to add yet. Give me an example of of adversity that you had to go through. Add that. <laughs> that could be getting up at five in the morning every morning. Um, I mean, we, we, we've all had our, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, challenges even before marriage, you know, making that decision, um, um, you know, whether you, a, a professional decision of uh, your career, whether it's, uh, um, you know, an, an academic uh, or educational one. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have them. I mean, but your question was for me to give you one. Uh yeah, uh, you know, to uh, all right. So you know, losing uh, with with my family's place in history, if you will. So, and these are things that I haven't personally gone through with some of the instances, but then, but it kind of lead into uh, directly or indirectly uh, life experiences. So, from the first one, a lot of people don't know that my aunt was uh, a member, uh, was one of the Little Rock uh, Nine. Um, you know, and then on top of that, my, my losing my father in the line of duty as a state trooper uh, at the age of eight, you know, um, also being the first black police officer, the first, uh, the, the first person to ever uh, play uh, basketball at, at, at the University of Arkansas, um, so it's very, you know, to being 
uh, killed by a white supremacist during a traffic stop. You know, so I can look at it from an, an adverse mm-hmm. point of view of dealing race relations, dealing with white people. Um, looking at it, you know, to branch off of that, uh, growing up as an eight-year-old with a six-year-old sister, now with no father, and a woman and, and a mother that in her early to mid thirties, you know, having, you know, uh, just just looking at challenges uh, within life, but uh, you know. You, I, I approach situations like this. I, I anticipate the bad days. I, I, I anticipate the pitfalls. I expect them. So I never allow myself to get too high. And what I mean by that is I, I break everything up in, in hourly increments, and I look for small wins, all the while maintaining that there's going to be a, a bad day. There's going to be a challenging day at some point when I've given myself a a minor or little sense of security over a series of small wins. And so what happens is whether it's you're going through a a breakup in a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, you start putting these small things together to get your mind off of it and just to cope, just to manage. And then things are going good. Things are going, they're getting better. They're not great, but they're getting better. And then there's a song that's played on the radio. There's an, um, there's you see something flash across the TV screen that that takes you mentally or emotionally back to a challenging or adverse point in time, and you have to deal with that emotional result that not necessarily a uh, a consequence. Um, and if you haven't accurately and adequately prepared for that, that one little adverse moment will destroy you. It will break you down, and then you have to start all over again. But my approach is always I'm expecting them. I know they're going to happen, and I'm ready for them. Bring them on. So when they do, when I do have to encounter them, I'm not surprised. I'm not caught off guard. I'm not shocked. I've prepared for this moment, and I'm going to deal with it. You know, um, that that's that's my approach that that's how I've always looked at it you know I don't spend a lot of time on my knees behind it I just look within and I just like all right get up but being a baby let's get it done now now it's your hard time and it's it's easier to to give advice and to talk to people when you're not having to go through it because it's no fun when it's your turn and I and I look at it exactly like that okay now it's my turn you know whether I give myself an hour or a day uh to process it, and then I'm because life is going to continue to go, and I, I want to be a part of, you know, be a part of it. So I'm gonna take my lump, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my shot to the chest, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand tall, and I'm gonna show that that challenge what I'm really made of, and it's mm. just it's it's just one of those it's it's a never ending cycle, and sometimes you're just like oh I, I don't feel like this today, well here it is in your face you got to deal with it. You know, there's. It's not always a situation where you can. You know what? I'll deal with you later. I'll, I can place this on the back burner. I, I can't pro. I, I can't prioritize anything over this. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. You know, but my point is, you anticipated it. You expected it. That's that's being strategic, not being tactical. I'm not making moves on the fly. You know, I I want to know, and I want to have a plan, and a contingency. For everything that I'm in, I'm expecting and anticipating. That's my approach. 
Okay. So we're about to take a quick minute break. Back to your corner. Think about how to deal with or dealing with adversity. This will be coming back with in one minute. You're listening to From the Streets to the Pulpit. Feel free to call in and talk to the family at 929-477-2978. That's 1-929-477-2978. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. From the Streets to the Pulpit is sponsored in part by Hughes Traditional Cuts, setting new standards to old traditions. Visit the talented professionals at Hughes Traditional Cuts. That's www.hughestraditionalcuts.com. So before we left, we were going to get into how to deal with or dealing with adversity. We're going to start with Miss Quick, please tell us how you deal with adversity. I guess it depends on the situation. Um, I mean, you know, in this, in the little time that that I've been here in this world, I've faced a whole lot of adversity. So, um, in in each each one of them were different, and I had to deal with them differently. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't just thinking back here, I I was working for a company and um, the company that I worked for at the time, and I'm sure they probably still do, but they, everyone goes in in the same position. So that means that um, someone who was hired after you could eventually be your boss because it was a performance-based company. Um, that also meant that someone coming in couldn't be above you without, experience in competing for that job. So it was very competitive, um, sales and customer service driven. And it came to a situation where I was running my own branch or my own location and a position came open closer to home. And um, because at this time I was driving about 40 minutes uh, to and 40 minutes from, um, the position came open and on paper, my competitor was, um, well, on paper, all of my requirements were, number one, on a matrix that they used, okay? And my competitor, one of my top competitors, was a younger white guy who actually used to be my assistant. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the problem was, on paper, he wasn't better than me. So my adversity was the fact that here I am competing for a job. Cool. I can do that. Um, Go into the interview. I can do that as well. And did a really good job at it Um, and was still turned down for the promotion. Um, The supervisor or the manager who actually gave him the position over me had made the comment, 
um, that the reason, you know, like everybody knows she's number one, but, but this guy can, can come in early and stay later because he didn't have any other obligations. Uh, at the time, you know, Michael was four and a half, five years old. So Michael was my other obligation. And so obviously this is adversity, right? So I'm faced with this. And in my mind, it's nothing short of discrimination. Now, does it fit into the race um, or any of the standard discrimination by law? No, it doesn't. But it is discrimination nonetheless. So when I was faced with that adversity, I, in turn, submitted an EEOC claim and worked it that way because I it was one of those times where I have the proof to back up my performance. He doesn't, but he got the job over me. You know what I'm saying? So in that particular situation, I got a third party involved to go and have these conversations and do this type of research on my behalf. After the fact, I didn't want the job, and the truth be told, I actually got a better job or a better promotion after even after going through this. But what I needed to do was show these people that, hey, I, I know exactly what's going on. I understand exactly what's going on, and you can't do this. Even though it's not exactly written in the law as a form of discrimination, what you did was wrong, and so I had to call attention to that. That's just one example. I probably got 50 or 60 more similar, um, and then another, you know, couple thousand that's not even related about adversity. But through it all, um, I think you're right. When you do go through adversity, it's it's your test to figure out, you know, to see how strong you are. Will you endure? Will you come out on top? Or will you crawl into the closet and hide? You know, how will you handle it? Do you do you step out of character or do you stay in character and and put, you know, processes or pull people in place to kind of stand on your behalf? Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Pastor. Talk about you dealing with adversity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here. Let's talk about you dealing with adversity. How do you deal with adversity? Um, for me, it's, it's it's a lot like the brother said. I think he said. I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, his name was Perry. Uh, I, my approach is kind of like his, but. I got a kind of, a, I guess you could say, a threefold attack to my adversity um, because I see adversity as <laughs> anything that appears to be working against me. You know, I, he talked about getting up at 5 a.m. I have to get up every morning at uh, 5.45 because that's a 6 o'clock prayer, you know, something over the phone, whatever. And... Uh, I go through adversity every morning with that thing because I don't want to get up. But that's just neither here nor there. But this is a, the first thing with adversity for, as far as I'm concerned is just understanding that, you know, it's part of life. So when I get hit, I can't, you know, I shouldn't walk around. I try my best not to walk around 
always shocked by it because, you know, as long as things are going well for me, um, I mean, I've never seen anybody say, I'm just shocked at how well, you know, I'm able to pay my bills or how well I am, I'm able to get through this illness or get, you know, you know, be so sh- you know the, the thing about it is understand this is part of life. You know, it's part of life. You know, I'm going to have some good times. I'm going to have some bad times. I'm going to have some good days. I'm going to have some bad days. And so all of a sudden, you know, when I was the one throwing the haymakers, I was on top. But then I don't know if it was uh, Malcolm X. Somebody quoted one time and said, the days you feel like you're on top of the world. But then sometimes it feel like the world's on top of you. So when the world gets on top of me, I don't like it at all. But I do understand it's my time to be here, you know. And since it's my time to be here, I've had my up day. Now let me take my down day, you know. The Bible says that um, uh, 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 weeping endures for a night, joy comes in the morning. That's separate seasons right there. So I don't complain about my joy. So the secret for me is don't complain about my weeping, my adversity. And so uh, I have to understand that it's part of life, but I also have to be prepared for my adversity. You know, um, just like you prepare for um, my ancestors, they had to prepare for winter season, which means they had to farm and do things during the summer, during the fall, so that when cold weather came, they had a deep freezer, they had a smokehouse, they had things that were placed in jars and things of that nature. They had to prepare for that season. And so, you know, some people say prepare for a rainy day. We got to prepare for when, you know, things aren't lovely. We got to prepare for whenever it does rain on us. We got to prepare because guess what? Today, a few hours ago, a storm came through here. I didn't do anything to cause the storm. I didn't pray for the storm, you know, but it was thundering, lightning. I mean, it was it was really, really bad. Now, I saw on TV where it was storming in other areas, but I paid no attention to it because you know what? It didn't affect me. But now the storm has come through my area. Well, it didn't scare me because my couple of my kids started running, but it didn't scare me because I knew that it was heading that way. I never knew it was going to come. I, no big deal. And guess what? Before I could get home and it, it you know, and it hit and everything, guess what? I had two umbrellas in the car. Brother was prepared for it. So you got to be prepared for it, man. You know, and then the last thing, you know, I try to understand it. I try to be prepared for it. And the last thing I try to do is just know, you know what? I'm not going to avoid this. I'm going through this. You know, I, the longer I run from a bully, eventually I got to fight the bully. So stop trying to avoid it. And the best way I can explain this thing is like this. Um, one of my children were about to be born, and my wife told them, said, you know, go get the nurse, whatever, whatever. I feel the baby coming out, and uh, the nurse, you know, they kept back and forth, back and forth. So finally, um, my wife had aggravated the nurse just beyond measure, and she was telling my wife, you need to push. No, it hurts. I'm not this you know, push. And then finally the nurse said something pretty uh, 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 funny. She said, well, sweetie, I hate to say this, it's supposed to hurt. <laughs> you just, you know, you're saying it's hurt? Yeah, it's supposed to hurt. Now she's holding my hand, you know. I'm being sweet. I'm being man of the year, you know, while she's giving birth. <laughs> and that nurse told her, said, let go of his hand. 
grab your legs and push. You know, in other words, you know what? Stop sitting around. You're prepared for this. You took the Lamaze classes. You know, you've had a baby before. Let go and push. That's part of it. You want to lay the baby on your chest, but you got to push it out first. So stop trying to avoid all the adversity and go on through it. You know, how do you know the suspension in your car is working? Do you learn that it works just because you're out on a smooth road? No. This is when you hit a pothole, you know, and we try to avoid every pothole, understandable. But, you know, we just got to sometimes just, you know, again, understand it, be prepared for it, and then stop trying to avoid it. Go through it. You'll learn something. Hallelujah. That's all I got, man. Dig that. I can agree with that. Now, now, Perry, I know you was uh, already talking about dealing with it. So we've got your insight. So I'm going to give a little bit of mine. I look at, like I told you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like even kill, you know. So adversity comes from if it's ordained by God or if it's, you know, the enemy trying to get at me, you know, bring it on. Let's go. Because I know that I know my strength and I know that I gotta go through it and if I'm I'm gonna be recognized, you know what I mean? So I'm ready for the promotion. That's all I can say. I see it as as a test, it's all a test. So bring on the promotion, which means you gotta bring on the test, and I'm telling you, I'm gonna pass it. Period. That's how I look at it all. So that works for me. Everybody's on work for them. And hopefully everybody who's listening can get something out of it. But at the end of the day, we all had to go through it. We all going to have to go through it. And we're going to continue to go through it. Do you go through it with a smile or do you go through it, you know, with fear? Smile about it and keep pushing. Anybody agree with me? With you. <laughs> Thank you, Perry. For some reason, I knew you was gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Oh, let's click. I know you. That's what you are. It's uh, it's easy for us to to run, but when we run, we're not learning the lessons that was intended for us to learn. I mean, like Pastor was just saying, you know, sometimes it, it is it's God trying to trying to level you up. Why run from this? Why run from it? Pastor, you got your shoes laced up, man? What's happening? Give me some. I need some one of the scriptures you got. Well, you 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 keep talking about the test, you know, part of the 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 thing. Um, as you know, my wife's a school teacher, and God help me. Um, today was the first, you know, her first day. She's been out during the summer. Today was her first day. So when she got back, um, it was still some tests that were, I guess, laying on her desk. I don't know where they were. Uh, test results from from last year that. You know, I guess the, the kids didn't pick up. There are kids out there that will start school next week, and they don't know 
whether they passed or failed, because, you know, <laughs> here they are going through the whole time, and they they don't know. Some of them think they failed and they actually passed, you know. Some of them, I would assume, I don't know, uh, maybe think they passed and they actually failed, but here's the point that I'm getting to more than anything. During the, during the testing period, um, I asked my wife this. I said, what do you do while the kids are taking a test? She said, well, I walk around the room occasionally. If they need a pencil, I'll give it to them. She said, I'll just walk around, and every now and then I'll pat one of them on the back or, you know, I'll smile at them. I said, do you talk to them? She said, no. I said, why? She said, they're taking a test. And then I began to push her a little farther about it. And she said, well, the thing about it is I don't worry about it because I know that I prepared them for it. So no teacher talks to you while you're taking a test. And so, you know, because they know that you, you've been equipped, you have everything necessary to be successful. And it's the same way when it comes to, you know, for me, when it comes to God. There's times, man, I don't hear God's voice every second of every day. And when I'm going through something, it ain't like I hear God saying, maneuver to the left, maneuver to the right, run fast, slow down. You don't say all that stuff. It's sort of like, look, as old as you are and as much as you've experienced, you mean to tell me that I got to walk you through this test? Nah, go on through this thing. Man up. Do what you got to do. And so when it comes to the test that Quick's talking about, I just need everybody to understand that, you know, that's your test. You got to take it. Stop trying to avoid it. Stop trying to, you know, uh, question why you're taking the test. You know what? You didn't question. Nobody questions the supervisor when they give them a raise. You know, nobody says that. But if they're taking something from them, then why are you doing me like this? You know, we got to understand and be even keel about everything, man. Everything's not going to work for us, you know, uh, during life. Every now and then we're going to get knocked down. But, you know, it is what it is. It, that's just your time to be down. You will get back up again. And, again, there will be a test. But during that test, the teacher may not say a thing, but go on through it because the whole year you've been prepared, you know, for this one thing, and that's to take that test so that you can get uh, your promotion. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at it. Mercedes, tell us about your promotion. Uh, the one I just told you about? A promotion, a promotion, because we all, you know, go through these tests and, and and we get these promotions because Pastor said that sometimes it's one from God and sometimes it's, it's one from, from the enemy. So we're going to talk about the one from God right now. Every... Well, when when I really sit back and think about it, every adversity that I've ever been in, no matter how long it was, at the end of it, something that it seems like something miraculous happened. Um, obviously, I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for the, the test either, but hey, I guess I did pretty well. So it's like, um, gosh, I, I, I can't think of a situation that I've gone through and there hasn't been a promotion. There's always been a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, now, I can say that 
contrary to, you know, past and Perry, I I don't necessarily sit and prepare for adversity. Um, when it hits me, um, you know, I go through it, I'm ready, I can take it on because I know what I've been through and I know what I can come out of. Um, but I don't automatically expect adversity. Um, it's, I, I guess I never thought or, you know, I never thought of myself doing that. So I don't actually prepare for it, but when adversity comes my way, um, much like Perry, I kind of strategize. I sit and um, make a plan, whether I write it or mentally make a plan of, of what I'm going to do to come through this thing. And then at the end, there there's that, that silver lining. There's my joy, whether it's been, you know, from being denied a promotion to getting a better promotion to even turning around after that and getting a whole nother job that gave me, you know, the flexibility or the life that I needed at the time, um, whether it's, you know, going through an audit where, um, where you know, we're not, I, I wasn't personally facing losing my job, but um, there were many people in my office facing that. And, you know, when we were questioning, when I was questioned, just telling the truth, but yet and still when going through an audit and being offered another job um, with the same company. And then, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where no, I don't, I don't necessarily plan it or prepare for it or, you know, sit and, and wait for it. But, but when it comes, I kind of, I kind of gear up and go ahead and do what I need to do to get my next promotion. Dig that. So, Perry, you next. What's, tell us about your one of your 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 positive one, the one that's from God that you on the other end you came out with a smile on your face. Tell us about that one. <laughs> uh, me smiling. All right. Ooh. Um, is there anybody else you can go to? Because I have to think about that one. <laughs> is there many or is it? Is that far back? That few. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm fantastic. We're going to skip Perry. No, no, Perry. We're going to skip you because I already know how you about to get down. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, you said so a positive. Give me, just give me a few seconds. I'll, I'll think and then I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. Perry, give, me, give me some positive. Oh. You go. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm about like Perry ain't ready to be put on the uh on the on the uh what you call it like that? Why? Well, it's a little, it's a little uh, I just don't want to. Now, so in in my life, it's been it's been a. a a little less than 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 school than the beginning, and I ain't want to really run from too much of anything. So I guess that's the reason why I believe that you 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 hit it, you go at it head on. You know, um, even when I moved to Georgia, it was uncharted territory. 
um, and I have had the old people in my ear and, 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 you know, the fear of the unknown, but I just knew that once I had my mind made up to, to, to get away, I mean, I'm talking, I'm, I'm traveling through the storm probably that pastor talking about. It was, it, it was rough and it was heavy, but my eye was on, on the prize. It was on me coming to Georgia. And the further I got away from Florida, the more uh, clear skies I saw. And once I got here, it was like no rain. So I was like, man, God, that's, that was a sign for me. You know, like this was where I was supposed to be. And ever since then, it has, you know, kind of like what Perry said, now you're starting to take it hour by hour because there's so much that you're doing and trying to do and want to do to where, you know, you want to celebrate the small victories without taking or, or reminding yourself that you're still in the war. You know, so um, in the end, I had to go through all that to get where we are now, which is uh, a, a whole 180 degrees in the opposite direction. So that's my victorious, my victory over adversity. Okay. I got some more, but we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get all into that because you know pastor like those kind of things, so we ain't gonna get into all that right now. We gonna go back to Perry since y'all want to put me on the spot. I'm still thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I you know there was uh, one time uh, I was I was dealing with with an enemy. It's was no adversary. I ain't like this dude, and he ain't like me. Um, oh, no, nah, man, I didn't jump on him or nothing. But uh, I just, <laughs> okay, that's a good start. Okay, go ahead. But you know, I'm I'm not opposed to that. But uh, no, there was there was a situation that he was really down and out, you know. And I mean, it was literally if if the, if I saw the dude on the side of the road on fire, I wouldn't stop to pee on. Him. I mean, we just it was mutual. Um, but the guy, you know, not knowing anything about each other, you just didn't like each other on a personal, physical level. You just, I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you hold your, just, we just didn't like each other. And there was a time, I'm, uh, I, I want to say he had, um, I think a, a very close relative or someone that had, was very, uh, played a major role in his life. And I had an opportunity. I could have literally just, Kicked him while he was down, um, uh, and I didn't, you know. And I was tempted, and I wanted to, because um, it was it was one of those situations. It was one of those dynamics. It, what's the German word? Uh, Schadenfreude, which is basically taking joy in the misery of others. Um, and this one time, I did not take advantage of it. I, you know. And I actually just sat and listened. We we went. I I do not drink, and I found myself having a beer with the dude, just giving him a chance to talk, and just you know. And come to find out, you know, it's just a lot of things with his with his upbringing. He was lashing out, not knowing, and you know, it's just one of those. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a story of ad, uh, anything adversarial, but 
it was one of those things I look back and I'm just like, I'm glad I did not go with my initial thought. I'm glad that I I went against the my animal nature, if if you will. I don't know if that's the, like I said, I don't know if that's the best example, but it's one that pops in my head. Pastor, I'm gonna let you to be the judge of that one right before you uh tell us yours, because Perry he is something else. I'm 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 serious. <laughs> no, actually, I I understand what um he's talking about, and the thing about it is, you know, I can't um I can learn from his adversity, but I can't judge his adversity. That's his, you know. That's that's his truth. I can listen enough to say, you know what. Uh, I'm glad he shared that because now that I've heard that, that's what I needed to know. I'm going to do a little bit more research. I'm going to do a little more praying or do something. I'm not going to experience uh, the thing maybe that he experienced or whatever. So I value that brother's um, uh, adversity. You don't only want to say that. You are, we together, man. <laughs> we, we together, man. So, so if I knew it, we could get something going. But uh, no, I, I value, I value him, man. I value um, uh, what he has to say because again, there's so many ways of looking at it. And one of the unique things about life, and one of the unique things I think about this line is that, you know, we don't agree always, but that's good. That's good as long as the respect is there. And I know there's crazy respect between you and Perry, between me and you, and, and I, I just. I love that man, and and so when I hear him tell his story, his truth, um, I try my best to learn from it. I don't let my title get in the way of common sense. I mean, my God, I don't have to pray about everything. Sometimes God will put the answer on a blog talk radio station, you know. So that's 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 you know I'm blessed tonight. I heard something that really helped me. You know, I have another one. When I was I was young, maybe sixteen, seventeen, and I was I was at at work and the manager she tells this other guy she called him by name. I wanna say his name was, was Bernard or somebody. Like, Bernard, you know what? I give you some. If you kick his, you know, behind. And me being me, I'm like I met this 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 fork in the road, this deja vu. Because at this point, I want to say something to her and him, and I didn't. I fell back because I was like, usually I would say this like I had a moment to think, like a good second to think. I said, if I say this like I would normally do, I would normally go in this direction, and that's not where I go. That's probably why I'm back here at the same spot. The same point again. So I didn't say anything. I took the high road, right? And a couple of weeks later, she ended up fired because they actually ended up having sex. So it worked out in my favor, you know what I mean? Because for both reasons, they both got fired. And, you know, I learned from that that every comment doesn't require a rebuttal or, or hell, to be frank, to even be entertained, 
You know what I mean? So I learned from it. That was, that was one of my adversarial moments. Damn, the line got quiet. Y'all with me? Well, I'm still here with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see all that quiet, man. Uh, y'all must be trying to laugh at me on the on the low. What's going on? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, so what you think about that, Miss Hayes? How about how about that? When we go wrong, we do we don't perform the way that we're supposed to. Then we come back to well, let's just say the lessons or the test. If we fail the test, we come back to it again. What do you think about that? I guess deja vu, if if you will. But that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I mean, deja vu. What you could call it. I mean, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I this and test that I failed. You know, um, straight up, no joke. And because why? Because, you know, at some point, you know, you may be going through one thing. You see, the thing about adversity that, I mean, we we really haven't kind of touched on is that it's never just one adversity at a time. It's multiple. So you may be going through something where your car is running low on gas, okay? You only have a couple dollars in your pocket. You leave the house going to the gas station, and guess what? You've run out of gas. Well, while you've run out of gas, the the storm that wasn't supposed to come until 3 o'clock just hit. So you find yourself walking, about to walk to the gas station, only to look in the trunk and figure out that, you know, your spouse or your child took your gas can out of your trunk. So now what are you going to do? See what I'm saying? So when adversity comes, it's not just, you know, you go on gas, go to the gas station, you know, get a couple dollars and you just run out. It's multiple things on top of that one. Um, and so I, me, myself, I don't always pass those tests. Why? Because I'm not perfect and I don't sit and and prepare and I don't sit and expect. I mean, I look in front of me and I can I can tell that I'm running low on gas or what have you. So, I mean, I'm prepared to go get gas, but I'm not prepared for running out before I get to the gas station. You see what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not prepared for several re- reasons because I didn't look in my trunk to see that someone had already taken my gas can. So I think that we, well, I, um, failed some tests for that reason. Now I know I don't I don't think that I've ever gone through the same test twice, but I think I've gone through um, a test of a different magnitude and to to get the promotion that God desired me to have had I passed it the first time. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I, I was I I took I took a different test but I got the same promotion. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, and it was because I didn't do so well on that first one or I bombed that first one. So, you know, for me, I mean, don't get me wrong. I welcome adversity because I understand now 
that at the end of that tunnel, there's going to be light. I understand now that, hey, this is just temporary. So I get my attitude right while I'm going through. Um, And I welcome it. I don't run from it. I mean, years ago, I made up my mind that even if I am afraid, I'm going to go through it anyway. Mm. So it's just one of those things to where I think that you actually have to make up your mind within yourself. Um, you know, what are you going to do when adversity knocks at your door? You know, I'm going to open it. You know, I'm not going to sit there and leave it knocking because because that will get on my nerves as, as much as going through it would get on my nerves. So I'm going to go ahead and open a door and not necessarily invite it in, but say, hey, you know, if, if we're going to go through this thing, or if I got to go through this thing, then I may go kicking and screaming, but I'm going to go. And then I know that at the end, you know, I'm going to come out okay. I'm going to be whole um, and better than I was before. Um, so I think earlier I said that, you know, when adversity can leave you one or two ways, that's better or bitter. That's my my opinion. Um, so I, I, I go through it um, with the intent to come out better. I have gone through it and come out bitter. Um I didn't go through that same test again, but, you know, the next time I went through it, I wasn't bitter. I was I was better for it, so. So do you think that the attitude plays or played a part in that because you had a, a, a positive attitude, like, I'm going to come out better? Do you think that, that played a part? Yeah. I think your attitude determines I think your attitude determines how long you stay in the storm. Um and, and it also helps you drive um that end result. Now, in going through it, your attitude can take a swing. You know, like one minute I'm swinging from the right, my attitude is straight. I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to go through it and I'm going to come out victorious. And on the next minute, I got so much stuff coming at me, so much stuff beating me down. My attitude can get a little bit, excuse me, but effed up for real. And it'll show in my personality, in my face, in my in the way that I talk, in the way that I move. It'll show because, like, I'm taking a beating right now, and you keep, you know, it's like you keep throwing stuff on me, you know, and... um so for me, in going through adversity, my attitude takes swings. For the most part, I try to stay on the positive because, you know, when it's over, I want to end on the positive and be on the right side of it. Um, but, hey, I'm, I'm in it. I'm going through it, you know. So I can't, you know, I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to walk in the rain with no umbrella and <coughs> call the gas. And I don't have my gas can. I'm not going to walk in the rain smiling about it, you know. But I will walk in the rain to get what I need to get or get where I need to be. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, so yes, attitude plays a part. And, you know, some days are better than others, I guess. Pastor, what do you think about that? The attitude plays a part. I guess you, if you go in with an attitude of gratitude, the outcome may be more favorable. What do you think about that? 
Well, from my standpoint, man, your your attitude determines. I mean, uh, your attitude determines your altitude. I mean, again, my my role in this is to throw that scripture at you, and the scripture said, "Weeping endures for a night, joy comes in the morning." If you just go back to the nighttime, the 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 um the time of adversity, you know, it said, "Weeping does endure for a night." In other words, you can't avoid it, but you can control how you go through it. No matter what happens to you, you know, no matter who does something to you, no matter what they say to you, you know, it's one thing that they say it. You can't control that, but you can control, you know, how you respond to it. And a lot of times we spend so much time kicking and screaming and yelling and cussing and fussing. And, you know, if we had just continuously been moving forward, we would probably be out of it now. So we did the attitude plays a a major role in it, man, because, again, we can't control what happens to us all the time. We can't control how people treat us all the time, but we can control um, how we keep going. I mean, again, you get knocked down, get back up, go back in the race. Um, on yesterday, um, a man called uh, – well, I had several people that were – you know, his kid plays football for – a predominant university, and they were having a baptismal service, and he told the team chaplain, I don't want you to baptize me. I want my pastor to do it. Well, the problem was his pastor is uh, about three and a half hours away from him, and I couldn't make it up to the service. And I told him, you know, you need to go ahead and do it, whatever, whatever. And in any event, he didn't want to do it. He wanted to wait. And so he came down to my little town, on yesterday, brought, I'm going to say, 40 people with him, and he was baptized on yesterday, beautiful service. After everything was over, because I live in the sticks, they said, do you know where I can get a good watermelon? I said, yeah. I said, I got one of my partners. He grows them. He has a stand. I'll give him a call for you and uh, um, to see if he's still open. I called him. He said, man, I am not there. He said, so... What I want you to do is just go up there, get what you need, and we'll straighten up later. I said, okay, you know, that'll work. Well, when I got there, his wife was still there, but her hood was up on her car, and she was about to leave, but her car wouldn't start. So she had somebody jumping her off. She's going through adversity right now. She's been there all day. She's hot. She's angry. Car won't start, and all of that, you know. And when I walk up to her, I said, I just spoke with your husband and uh, told her what he said and all that. I said, but since you're here, I just know you're going to handle this like that. And she said, well, okay, you know, you could tell she wasn't really feeling it, but all of a sudden behind me when I pulled in, there's 20 more cars that pull in. And uh, because she was going through that adversity uh, and had to be delayed for just a little while, all these people came in buying not only watermelons, but squash, okra, grapes, tomatoes, you name it. She was going in the freezer pulling things out. So, you know, her moment of adversity turned into eventually, eventually, you know, just um, a tremendous joy. And it was all because of how she went through it. It was because of how she went through it. She wasn't fussing and cussing and saying, I'm tired of this car. This makes no sense, whatever, whatever. So to make a long story short, yes, 
in my opinion, attitude plays a major role in it. Attitude plays a major role in it. So um don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but that's the answer I have. Well, you know, I, I, heard a, I, I, I love it. I heard the story today, and I'm not going to even try to tell you the story. I'm going to have the sister who was involved tell you the story that she shared with me today. So, uh, Big Bookworm, would you please share your story, please? It's just so amazing and interesting because, in a sense, he just told my story. I just was in a different universe, dealing with a very difficult situation and having to put on, you know, my best face uh, and just bear with it, you know, and and be polite, uh, be courteous, and, um, you know, try to find the good in the situation, even though it was difficult. And just like she was blessed, I was blessed. Um, and earlier I was saying, you know, we get messages, and uh, sometimes it might not be the messenger we would expect or want, but that's not the point. Get the message. Um, I mean, we, we we call them strangers, but but they're not. Um, they're just basically angels in disguise is what my experience was sitting in the bus station just eating. I had a meal and was trying to be patient and wait through my 20-hour layover. Um, a gentleman came over and uh, asked if he could sit down. I said, sure, go ahead. And we started chatting. And so um, I just felt the need to put on my armor of protection. And I just started talking about Jesus. And um, I was, you know, saying, you know, body help a good Lord, it'll work out. He was talking about an issue with his mom, and so it wasn't rejected. It was accepted, and we continued on to talk. And um, so the conversation was getting uh, very good, and then I got a phone call. So we stopped talking for a little bit, and I moved to a different seat. But he came back over to where I was, and we continued to talk. And the conversation um, became far more in-depth. Um, and just so enriching, and um, an event occurred that I don't normally allow. The only person that has ever um, uh, prayed for me uh, and put oil on my head um, is my dad, and he's gone. So this gentleman um, pulled out oil and asked me if he could um, pray for me, and I agreed to allow him to um, uh, touch me with the oil and bless me. And um, I, I accepted it, and, and, and I, I truly believe that it was my Heavenly Father sending me a message to say, this is going to get a little bit rougher, but I'm here with you. Just be patient. It will be all right. It wasn't easy sitting in the bus station sleeping in a chair um, the last two nights, and um, I give praises to the Most High. Well, I still haven't made it to my end destination, but he made a way for me to be able to sleep very comfortably tonight, um, and the expense was taken care of by the transportation system that I'm uh, that I've been using, and they transported us to not only me, but there were three other individuals that they transported us uh, to 
the hotel, and they're going to pick us up in the morning and take us back because uh, the bus station is going to close. Well, it closed at 7 p.m. So instead of turning their backs on us as customers and saying, well, we're closing at 7 p.m., we don't care what happens to you, they brought us to a very safe and comfortable um uh, hotel. Um, some people would say it was a four or a five star. And so, you know, it was just very difficult to just hold my peace because altogether too often, especially women of color, we're going to speak our peace and we don't care who don't, you know, who, who don't like it, but there's, there's a time and a place for everything. And there are many times that we should just be still and let the Most High work it out for us. So, Pastor, I really appreciate that story, um, and it's just so it's so amazing. Um, the 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 I don't I don't know if I want to call it a coincidence, but you know, it's just His grace and His mercy is amazing, never ending. If we just be still, you know, when it's that time and move when it's supposed we're supposed to move, um, and and allow Him to show us His His greatness. You know, and one of one of the things that that she left out, what she told me earlier, is when she was in line and she's getting upset, but the girl behind the line was getting frustrated, and she said, you know, Jesus, and she was like, yep, you know, you you remember that part? Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, because cause, you know, I was talking to her. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't cursing, but I was like, I'm I'm really tired. Because, you know, when you get into your comfort, well, when you're taken out of your comfort zone and you're used to taking a shower every day, changing, putting on fresh clothes, doing your daily, you know, maintenance, and when all of that is taken away and you have to try and improvise, it, you know, the, the improvising starts to not really work. So it's like my physical needs were, you know, starting to say, hey, we need to get, you know, back into a comfort zone. And so, yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't cursing, but... I just had a look on my face as Miss Quick was saying that, yeah, the moods do switch, you know, and, and many times we're struggling to keep that the mood um, from coming out, or I call it my tsunami. So I was, it was very, it was a real struggle to keep my tsunami from coming out. And because I was able to, you know, and I give phrases to the most high, uh, remain professional and courteous and respectful to the individual, um, they, you know, uh, she went in, in okay, Mark uh, Quick was saying, um, when the, the lady, when I was talking to her, after I made my statement, she said, Jesus, and I said, yes, Jesus, please come on in. She then says back to me, I was saying it for me, and I replied and said, I'm saying it for all of us because I wasn't the only one that was very upset. There were other women that had been taken basically in a circle overnight and had made no progress. Um, There was another female that she basically was at the end of the road, but they did, you know, her situation did get resolved. Um, They were going to transport her by taxi. So, you know, in, in the midst of, you know, that fiery furnace or that adversity or when you feel like you're trapped in a, the belly of a whale, yeah, just call him, call on Jesus. Cause that's what, you know, I was raised to understand. That's what experience has taught me. Just call him. So, Mm-hmm. Was was that the part that you wanted me to share? With, share? That's the part right there. That's the part right there. Yes, sir. I'm here. Go ahead. Give me some on that, man. Cause y'all, 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 don't took over, man. And, and I'm excited and I'm happy. 
Nah, man, you're hearing truth, and you can't, you can't, you know, I dare not get in the way of that. She's giving you, I mean, that's that's what it's, that's what it's all about, you know. Um, you know, when that adversity comes, it, it will weigh on you. It will weigh on your, your patience. It will weigh on everything that you know. And you literally, for me, get to the point to where I heard it said today, you know, um, I can't handle it, but, God, I know you can. So sometimes you literally have to say, God, I got to give you this. Or, God, you got to give me the strength because I don't want to be patient with them right now. I want to cuss them, and then I want to slap them, then I want to shoot them, and then I want to, you know, all this. I want to do all that. Somebody almost got choked they like, Pastor, talking like that. I said I want to. I didn't say that I did, but in those adverse moments like that, you know, the other good thing about it is you'll find out who you really are. You'll really find out, you know, how bad you really want it. You know, you'll find out, you know, um, oftentimes adversity will uh, prove to be the, the the deciding factor of who your friends really are. Because if you're a friend to me in the first moments, you're not going to run from me. You're not going to run from me. Yeah. You're going to be right there for me. So adversity plays a major role in our lives. And um, I love what the sister was saying. I love what Brother Perry was saying. Um, quick, you gave a scenario earlier about, I think it was someone on the job was kind of cutting in and out, you know, they ended up losing their job, you know, and I asked myself when you were saying that, you know, if, if by chance I knew someone was doing something foul, you know, even though it's their adversity, yeah, I'm a part of it because I because of my knowledge of it. So would I warn them, would I pray for them, would I tell it on them? Well, eventually these folks lost their job. But would they have lost it if quick had responded in that adverse moment a different way. No, I would have lost it. (laughs) See, that's the thing, man. That's why I say I learned so much on this line. You guys will make you, you know, expand your mind to think, you know what, that could have been me. How would I have handled this? You know, so um, it's a good subject tonight, man. I'm enjoying everybody's input. So I don't have anything to add to that sister's. I comment, I'm just loving the fact that she shared it. Well, I, I love the fact that she shared it as well. When she told me earlier, man, I was I was excited because, you know, it's like one of those watch God work moments, you know, and just for her to be able to witness that, I felt good for her, you know. So, excuse me. It was just, it was just, it was just beautiful to me. Amen. But anyhow, Perry. Yeah. Now, I'm ready for you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Big Bookworm. What you was about to say? And I was gonna say, Miss Quick, thank you for I, what what that that soul bearing, because for for us women to be able to say you know, be brutally honest and say that our moods will switch um, when we're dealing with, you know, difficult situations. We're trying, you know, but deep inside we're wrestling with our emotions and trying to keep them in check. And I really appreciate her sharing that point as well. 
Well, at the end of the day, you are human, so sometimes emotions will will come about. Uh, we just pray that you don't go too far to where you can't come back from. That's Amen. the difference. But like you said, she uh, the way her attitude was or has gotten when going through it, that really played a big part on the outcome. I'm sorry, Miss Quick. Go ahead. Tell me something. <laughs> no, no. Thank you um, for you know your comment, sister. Um, I mean, it's it's just you know we. I have to be real, and I am not perfect by by any stretch of the means. And so, when we have conversations like this, um, I try to seize the opportunity to to speak on behalf of the real folk that have those shifts when they're going through because it does happen. And I'm like, sister, I mean, there's been points where I called Jesus too, and, yes, he does show up right on time. Um, but there are those times when, you know, your attitude is taking a swing and, and you're huffing and puffing. That happens before you call Jesus, because after you call him, it's fixed. You see what I'm saying? He shows up. He's there. Things start to happen. Your situation starts to shift. But until then, you know, you just got to, you know, you just got to endure. Well, in in enduring, you know, um, God was, we I believe we were talking about Luke ten and ten where he 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 talked about patience. He says, uh, "Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool." So, with that being said, you know, be patient and endure while God do the work that He's doing. Because remember, He can do all that we can't do. He go places that we can't go even if it's in the minds and hearts of others. So we we got to endure. We got to be patient with it. So getting upset and, and trying to rush the situation is not going to make it better. In fact, it may make it worse. Amen. Pastor, I know I kind of screwed that, that, that scripture up, but you know what I'm talking about. Can you clean that up for me, please? I heard a portion of a scripture, but I didn't hear it all. I, I'm in a different location, man, and I'm picking up everything. Is it Luke? I think it's Luke 10, Luke 24. Luke. I, I thought you told me Luke 24 and 10. Well, it was. What do you say? Sit at I my right hand. I have to look at my message. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemy your footstool. No, I don't know what scripture you're talking about, but that's, you just gave two scriptures and combined them uh, some kind of way. There, there, there's um, one scripture that talks about a mother asks uh, Jesus, can his one of her sons sit at his right hand? And then there's another scripture that talks about, you know, I'll make your enemies your footstool. So I don't know the exact verse you're talking about, but. Look, it's all so word, man. One, it's all true. One ten and Luke twenty forty three. Right. Yeah, it was two different scriptures. Right, but essentially it's it's about 
patience and enduring, correct? Yes, That's sir. What I got to have the Yes, sir. You got to have you got to have that patience. You got to have that um that um uh endurance and um I think that we talked about it on another call one time. You know, God don't always just take you out. Most of the time he's going to take you through. And as he's taking you through, you know, sometimes that's that's he takes you through adversity and you've got to be willing to endure. You got to be willing to say, "Okay." You know, a lot of people say, you know, you know, why me? Why am I going through this? And sometimes you just got to say, look, it's my season. It's my time. Uh, the Bible teaches us that to everything there's a season. So there is a adversity season. There's a time you're supposed to go through adversity. We shouldn't be surprised. I mean, come on, man. You want you want everybody? Uh, look at our look at our political system right now. For you know, and I'm not. We're not trying to make this into that. But for for eight years, um, from 2004 to uh, I'm sorry, 2008 to uh, you know to recently, I guess you would say, we had a black president, and black folk, a good portion of them, were so proud and so thankful and so whatever, whatever, whatever. And then now, you know. Uh, I mean, when, when, when the black folk were so proud, a lot of, not all, but a lot of the white folk were disgraced. They were, I can't believe this. They were about to destroy themselves because they were being, this country was being led by a black man. Well, now here we are, the tide has turned, and black folk are losing their mind. And I'm saying, okay, you just had eight years of at least who you wanted whether you obeyed, whether you followed, whether you assisted, you did get who you wanted for eight years. And now that you've got, you know, who we have now, here you are and complaining, and I don't know how they feel like this and why they're saying this. You know, the the tide has just turned now. It's just turned, and I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, you know, you know, they went through their adversity. Now you go through yours. Go through it. Just just simply go through it. Endure it, as the Bible said, as a good soldier. Go through it. Just just go through it. Because nothing we're going through now compares to what much of our ancestors, I mean, it was some of Perry's ancestors, compares to what they went through. I mean, you know, so, uh, again, great topic, man. Uh, great comments. Uh, you know, loving what Miss Hayes is saying. I'm just I'm just in awe that you guys are this relevant and raw and real on this line. I am just, I'm amazed. You know, I really am. I Don't y'all come to my church to speak because I lose my job and I ain't having that. So y'all keep doing what you're doing. Hey, man, I already told you. I'll I stay, hey, just put me up, post me up outside under the tree. You know, that's what we, we ain't got that under the tree. Amen. Amen. May I comment? Please do. Um, just a quick question. The 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 adversity. I mean, I, I look at it as a potential option of, am I going to focus on the crazy stuff that's going on, or am I going to focus on my heavenly Father and know that He will work it out? Um, is, 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 am I going through this adversity to potentially learn something to, you know, um. 
one thing uh, with this current career, I learned to wake up in a place of learning every day. In, in the 20s, in the teenage years, in the 20s, I thought I knew everything. But uh, uh, definitely the career change taught me wake up in a place of learning. You can learn something new every day. Um, and I just want to share uh, one little thing. Um, while I was going through that situation in Memphis, I saw a lot of very interesting things, and some of them really touched my heart. I saw, I believe I saw a, I saw two children. I believe the young lady was about maybe 16, and uh, she was trying to um, keep a watch over her brother, and it was very heart-wrenching to see them have to sleep in the bus station, and then they had to get up early and leave before the staff came in and ran them out um, because there there were staff overnight, but they came in quietly, they slept, and then they got up and left out because the little fella wasn't ready to go. I was like, my goodness, you're not going to let him wash his face and go to the bathroom. But it was of urgency that they leave before they were noticed, you know, in case they needed to sleep there again. And um, it was just, it was very sad because they, it seemed as though they decided to challenge the world, you know, the two of them, as opposed to going to the foster care system. So it was, it was just, you know, and all I could do was at, at that moment was just pray for them because, I didn't want to put them in an unnecessary spotlight because then that may have brought in the authorities and they may have been, you know, uh, taken into custody. So, you know, I just ask that um, that you all pray with me for those uh, that are going through situations of that nature. And um, just it, it was just so hard because I just, wanted to ask the young lady, you know, do you know about Jesus, you know, and, um, but it was like, just, just pray for him, you know, that's all I could think of to do. So, you know, it was a very, it was a very educational um, experience. So sometimes adversity isn't, it comes about to teach us something. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I agree. She says she believed that adversity is, is it comes about to teach her something. I know that I know you got a scripture for that. Well, here's the thing, man. As a as a child of God, uh you need we we have to look at things differently. Um and, and I'll just make an assumption. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, let's just say that Quick is going through, Quick and his wife are going through uh, adversity. This thing is getting real. But I'm sitting here as a child of God. I'm watching, just like my sister was watching this child, this young lady struggle with this child or whatever. Well, okay, what I'm watching you and Miss Quick go through, even though it's your adversity, as a child of God, that's my opportunity. That's my assignment. You know, what was the likelihood that God put me directly in your path while you're having this problem at this time? God strategically set that up so that in the middle of your adversity, I can fulfill my assignment 
and tell them, you know, as she stated, you know, do you know about the Lord or whatever, whatever. You know, a lot of times we we just, I think as people, we make the assumption that, you know, that's that's what you're dealing with is all about you. No, God put you there for a reason. You know, a lot of times you say, well, I get tired of working around this, all these negative people that are always doing this, that, and the other. Well, there's a reason why you're there. God took you and placed his light in that dark situation. And so what we've got to understand is we don't just watch people go through adversity all the time. Sometimes it's our assignment. Sometimes it's what God placed us there for was to address the situation, to make him known, and to assist people so that they won't, um, you know, destroy their lives. So if Miss Quick, Miss Quick, if they're going through something, and then all of a sudden I don't even know them, but I see them arguing in the parking lot or going through something or whatever, I don't have to jump up and say, hey, man, keep your hands off that woman. I don't have to say, sister, don't yell at that brother like that. You know, uh, God can give me wisdom, and maybe I'll say, well, you know, is there anything I can do to help? You know, you guys okay? And you'll say, well, stay out of my business, on and on and on. Well, if God gives me enough wisdom, and that's my assignment, I can share enough love, enough concern to where you guys won't get angry and separate and, and, and destroy your lives and all your listeners and things of that nature. And, and again, the bottom line of what I'm saying is um, your adversity could be, you know, a child of God's opportunity or their assignment. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful and say, well, I'm just going to mind my own business. I have nothing to do with that. Come on now. God put you there for a reason. God put you there for a reason. And you're going to leave it sitting right there. Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there's no such thing as an unbelieving coincidence and accidents. God always uh, have you where you're supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be there. I remember with that being said, uh, I was uh, got off work. I'm tired, so I, I kind of laid back in the chair and took a nap. And the wife called me, woke me up. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm, I got to go. You know, I'm, I'm running late. And I get on the interstate, and it's this crazy accident that actually they were turning people around on the interstate, and we're talking like a I believe it's a four-lane interstate, you know, and all thing she would do was, like, start praying, like, oh, my goodness, thank you, like, because if, you know, if you wouldn't have went to sleep, you could have been at that location, you know, you could have been in that accident type deal, and I was like, yo, like, that was real, you know what I mean, there's no such thing as, as, as an accident, you know, it's just the way God wanted it to happen. And it happened that way. And I thank God that I wasn't, you know, caught up in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do. Okay. (laughs) But... Like, 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 Pastor was just saying, you know, 
with those accidents, you gotta you gotta take charge of the of the mission, and he got you there for a reason. And like this was saying, you know, you ask, you know, is, you know, do you know Jesus? You know, that's your assignment at that moment. If it comes to your heart. And I really appreciate him uh, providing that clarity. Um, you say you you broke up. You say you appreciate him providing that clarity. Right. Right. He and, and to me he, he provided clarity because like we were discussing um before the show that um how did you say that to me? Say Pastor um shares where those that feel comfortable with coming to church, your platform oh. he he reaches uh, um the the what you say, the masses, you reach them one by one. That's Remember you were telling me yeah. about the conversation with the, the the young man was getting his hair cut and the mother came in and there was there was like an enlightenment moment between you and she in conversation. Mhm. Yeah, we was uh we was she she overheard the conversation and uh we was talking about in fact that we were just talking about. And her eyes lit up, and she was just like, "Like, like, thank you. I, I, I needed that. You know, you ministered to me, and I said, like, oh, you know, I still remember that word that Pastor tried to put on me. And after the gentleman got his haircut, I was like, "Tell your mom, you know, thank you for that. Com- thank you for the conversation." She came back in, and she was like, "You know, I really appreciated, you know, those words. You know, you, you was talking to me. You ministered to me." And I was just like, you're welcome, you know. And then didn't, but it didn't do much in my mind, but it takes me back to what Pastor would always say. Like, I minister to the masses, you minister to them individually, our end game's the same, you know. He talks right. to people that get to go in the streets, and I talk to the people in the streets that are scared to go in the church. So mm. at the end of the day, it all comes down and it works together, strangely. Yeah, that's exactly what I uh, gathered from uh, this, uh, not only this one, but the previous one, because um, I was sharing with you the previous one was exactly, I, I felt like it was for me, I'm sure it was for a whole lot of people, but I'm very grateful for the faith tune-up um, that I received uh, before I started this journey, because I'm not sure exactly how things would have turned out um, without the without the faith tune up. So um, uh, I'm totally in agreement with Pastor that the show is amazing. I'm very grateful for it um, because for a long time, I, you know, going to going to Sunday school and morning worship and and um, um, Wednesday night maybe Bible study and. And, and and Saturday you go there for a choir rehearsal and might have a little service, but we're going to deal with adversity sometimes twenty four seven. 
and we need we need our tools. We need our we need to refuel, you know, and be prepared. We need to, you know, have our um our ammunition ready. We may need our suit of armor repaired, you know, we just don't know. Um you know, sometimes we may run out, you know, before we get back to church on Sunday or Wednesday or Saturday. So we need to have other options available to to help us to be um, restored and, and, and to, uh, um, uh, you know, just rest and, and get ready, you know, to deal with whatever again and represent the Most High God. You know, uh, this, this light of ours, we got to let it shine. You know, and, and what you get on Sunday, it might get worn out, you know, dealing just with Monday morning on the job. Well, I got Tuesday to go through as well, you know, and, and then am I going to make it to Wednesday night service? So I'm I'm ever so grateful um, that this program has come about, and I pray that um, it be, uh, you know, blessed much and, and, and many, many more have the opportunity to listen and receive the blessing of this show. Thank you. Um, on behalf of, of all of us, I would, would dare to say thank you. Um, our mission and, and objective is to 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 teach others through our experiences, you know, because once again, we don't go through them for us. We go through them to help others. Well, at this time, I'm going to say good night because I have to get up uh, early. Well, actually, and I'll be looking forward. We're about to close out. So just okay. stand by a few moments and let Pastor pray us out. If everybody okay. hearts and minds here, we can go ahead and do our thing. Miss Quick, your heart and mind clear? Yes, thank you. I love you. Thank you, Pastor. Your heart and mind clear? Yes, sir. I love you and thank you. Sis, your heart mind clear? Yes. Well, thank you and I love you. So, Pastor, please do what you do. Lord, we thank you so much again for uh, a truthful night. We thank you, God, for a night of, of power, God, a night where it was about you and not about us, a night where we could share um, our insight you know, uh, on adversity, a night where we can share our adversities with others to let them know that, you know what, um, you're not alone. You're, you're not the only one that has to deal with things from time to time. And, God, I am so grateful and so thankful for the openness and the honesty. It is absolutely amazing, God. So continue to keep your hand on this line. I pray for anybody right now that was listening or logged on tonight and I pray in the name of Jesus that they receive something that will encourage them and help them to keep moving farther just a little bit longer. Thank you for everybody that participated on tonight. I pray that you will bless them for the sacrifice. And, God, regardless of the adversity, help us to never forget who we are. Help us never to forget who you are. And help us to know, God, that no matter what we go through, we never go through it alone because you said, I'm always there. I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. So, God, thank you so much. Continue to bless this line. Continue to keep quick, uh, standing tall, he and his beautiful wife, God, and continue to help them to remember and never lose sight of the fact that this truly is a ministry. It is not just a 
coincidence. It's not just a happenstance. It's not just a radio show. This is a ministry. And help them, God, to remember that and to remain humble and to always allow you to have your way. Thank you so much, God, until we come together again. Bless this line. Keep your hand on all of us. It is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. 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 Family, that will conclude our show tonight. Um, I thank each and every one of you. Thank you for the lessons of why avoid adversity. Thank you for explaining the difference and allowing everybody to receive that. But like I always say, love God, be faithful. Love each other, respect one another, and let's go together with all we know. So with that being said, you know our show tonight. Good night. From the streets to the pulpit is sponsored in part by Lumberjack Hair Co. Our products are high quality and all natural to give you the best results when it comes to beard and hair care. Lumberjack, for the men building culture around masculinity. Visit the website at www.lumberjackhairco.com.